everybody. It's Carol Beal again, team leader of the Carol Beal team with Berkshire Hathaway Executive Realty. We're here today with the team. I have everybody here together uh, to talk about the home buying process and primarily first-time home buyers. like to start with um, you know what is the very first thing that a buyer should do regardless of whether they're a first-time home buyer or a, just a, a repeat buyer the very first thing that a buyer should do is to call a realtor so Deb what are your thoughts on that on calling the realtor what do they need to look for well, I think an important thing is someone that's knowledgeable, someone that's compatible um, with their personality, with their needs. Um, I think it's mostly about comfort. You mm -hmm. know? Do, you, do you feel comfortable with the agent that you choose? And just because you call an agent one time and if you don't get a good feel, um, maybe that's not the right agent for you. You know right so I think that's important mm -hmm. because it's um, it could be a long process so you're gonna spend time together you're gonna spend time looking at houses you're gonna spend time um, just going over paperwork and through the whole process and you know I, I think it needs to be somebody you feel comfortable with somebody you feel confident uh, that knows what they're doing Right, because it's very, very important. Um, there's also a lot of time, there's a lot of questions, and by the way, no question is a dumb question when you're doing this. Um, always feel free to be open with your agent to let them know what concerns you have, what questions you have, um, what should I be doing, um, all of those things. And I feel like one thing that a lot of home buyers do is um, I feel it's important that you try to find an agent that does deal a little bit and knows the new construction market. Because even if you feel like you don't want to buy a new construction home, that doesn't mean that you're not going to end up there. And if you're with an agent that's got new construction background, they're going to know the new construction that's in the area because it's not always going to be in the MLS. They're going to know the new construction in the area. They're going to know the price points. They're going to know the builders to send you to. They're going to know the products that you're, you know, that you're looking for. They're going to know all about it and how to go about it and be able to assist you in that process if, for some reason, that's where you end up. So, and like I said, nobody starts out with wanting to wait to build a house. Everybody wants to try to find a house, but I can tell you there's a lot of people that end up with going from finding a home that I can move right into to building a home that's going to be done in seven months. So it's important to have that background because otherwise you're going to miss out on some things that could have been an opportunity for you. Yeah, that's, that's another option. New construction definitely is, especially in this market, when things are, uh, new listings are just flying off the shelf you might mm -hmm. say but um, if you have an agent that's knowledgeable in new construction that agent won't be afraid to suggest 
new construction. That's correct. So. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely correct. But starting off, you know, with with a realtor is very, very important because the realtor is going to be able to walk you through the whole entire process from making that first phone call to your showings, to your financing, to your closing, to after your closing, if you have problems, that realtor is going to be with you every step of the way. So, and again, they know all about financing. They know where to send you for financing, depending on your situation. So um, once you've found that realtor that you have that comfort level with, um, one other thing I do want to point out on this one is that a lot of buyers feel like they don't want to use a realtor, that they have to find a home on their own because they don't have the money to pay a realtor. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So um, what you do not need to pay your realtor most realtors, I mean, there might be a buyer agency, you know, contractual agreement that you would enter into, which is kind of a whole nother story, but 99% of the time, you are not paying your realtor. The seller, it's part of the selling process, the seller is paying the realtor. Both realtors are listing agent and the buyer's agent to sell their home. So I have, I have a cute story about this. You do? Oh, yeah. Well, let's hear it. I had a cute... This is Angie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cute little first-time homebuyer. She was only 22. I was super proud of her um, buying her first house. And um, so, you know, I had to explain every step of the way with her. And then it was the day before closing, and she's like, calls me up. She's like, I just want to make sure... She's like, how do you get paid? Like, you're getting paid for this, right? <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm getting paid, like, by you know, by the seller, by the seller side. And she's like, I just want to make sure. She's like, I got you some gifts just in case. It was super cute. But mm -hmm. yeah, no, buyers don't have to pay us a thing. Yeah. And most <clears throat> most buyers don't know that. I think right. one of my clients who I've been doing this for a very long time and he was called up on a house and the house was n no longer available. And I asked him, I said, well, do you have a realtor? And he's like, well, no, we really want to try to do this on our own. We don't. We don't want to pay a realtor. And I said, well, you don't have to pay me. The seller's going to pay me. And he's like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And since that day, I've sold his house. I've sold him a brother, his brother a house. I've sold him another house. I've sold his rest of his family members' houses. So, um, yeah, that's definitely, you do not need to pay your realtor. So just one thing that we wanted to clear up. That's a huge, I think, misconception on a buyer's part, especially a first-time home buyer. Mm -hmm. So that's good too, to get out of the way. But Christine, what would you say is the very first thing when you get that, that home buyer call? What's the very first thing that you're gonna talk to your buyer about? Definitely the lender, um, because not only they've done the right thing of calling me first, um, <laughs> the next thing is to find the lender, because that's what happens. You have to have um, your a good lender to check your credit score to make sure to get a pre-approval letter um, that's important to see what you qualify for it makes a difference in how I'm searching for that for you too so if you know we're not gonna wanna start searching for homes if you have no idea what you can afford um, so that's where the lender putting them in contact with them getting the pre-approval then we can go look for homes and you might be surprised that you can actually afford more than you're thinking you can it may only make a like ten dollar difference in your payment so that's where having that lender in place and having that pre-approval becomes really important 
Plus, that's the person, once we find the home, that's going to make that deal happen. You know, mm-hmm. everything then relies on the lender to make sure all your documents get processed and that we are able to close on that home. So I would suggest, you know, getting in touch with some of our, we have a lot of great lenders that we work with that are easy. Um, you know, usually when I'm doing that, I'm, I'm assessing how the situation is and then giving them three names of different lenders that I feel comfortable with that I know get things done um, that can be very easy to talk to and get that information to them. I have a story about this too. Okay. <laughs> Let's have it. Um, I'm working with another young, you know, first time home buyer. And um, I think it's important to go by what your realtor recommends. Mm. for a lender so um, true. Very true so the first lender that they came to me they were already pre-approved through a big bank i won't name which one um and i kind of you know gave my opinion and told them that i i think you know local lenders are a little bit better and talked to them about that so the next time i met with them they were approved through quicken loans <clears throat> So once again, <laughs> I was like, let's just call, you know, my guy and see what he has to say. And, you know, the lender, one of the lenders I use, he's like, I can't believe like they had them approved at like, he's like, they could afford so much more at such a like lower payment. And I could give them such a, you know, a better interest rate. And he's like, it's crazy that they were giving him such a high interest rate with higher closing costs. Um, and he's like, it just blows my mind that I can do so much better for them. So I feel like it's important to listen to your realtor's advice mm-hmm. with like, I mean, you don't have to go with who we recommend, but we're not just saying it to, you know, because we're friends with these people. We're saying it because we have the experience and we know, and you know, we work closely with them. Mm-hmm. So, we see closing statements. Yeah, we see fees that people are charged. Yeah, that are not necessarily unnecessary mm-hmm. fee. And I think what a lot of buyers don't realize is lenders are in the business to make money. All right. They also get paid, and most people don't even realize what they're paying their lender. Mm-hmm. So another story mm-hmm. would be <clears throat> without using any names. You get, we always, sometimes we get buyers that are already pre-approved and that's great. If they're pre-approved with somebody that's local, that we know, that we've done business with before, that we know is not gonna hit them up with all kinds of ridiculous charges, um, fine, that's perfect, you know? And we know a lot of them, so, but this was, again, you know, not, this was, this was a big company, you know, not out there. So every house we would look at that they were interested in, they wanted to go back and call their lender and find out what their closing costs were gonna be, how much money do I need to go to closing? So, which is kind of crazy anyway, because when you go talk to a lender and you get pre-approved, you should have that statement in your hand, knowing what all your charges are, how much you're gonna to need to bring to closing. So, um, long story short, he was wanted to call on every house. So finally I said to him, now we were looking at probably about $160,000 price range, putting three and a half percent down. So I said to him, um, I'm like, what did they tell you? He goes, well, he kind of asked me, you know, what do you, what do you want to, what do you want to put, what do you want to pay? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I said, well, how much did he tell you? And he said, he told me $21,000. And I'm like, 
What? That's insane. <laughs> I, so I'm like, please, please, just call my lender. <laughs> I said, and if you don't want to, at least call this lender back and tell him to give you and you know your your cash to close statement estimate and he did that and never got it in writing he got an email with oh this costs you know this you got to pay this and you got to pay that never got a documented cash to close statement so again i'm begging him to call my lender right calls my lender cash to close that he needed to buy that house was twelve thousand dollars that lender was walking away. Now, you know, even the $12,000 cash to close <laughs> lenders making money. That lender was walking away with an additional $9,000 in their pocket. And I'm sure that that home buyer could do something better with $9,000 than to give it to that lender. Mm -hmm. So this is why it is so important to listen to your realtor, who you are supposed to trust, um, to help you get through the transaction and to talk to the right people. Well, I think too, um, going with somebody more local and someone that your your real estate agent recommends. I know there's a lot of online lenders now, mm -hmm. um, but they're gonna do a prequal, not a pre-approval. Mm, yes. So when you when you find a house that you want and your agent submits that offer with that pre-qual letter, it's not going to fly because a pre-qual letter is not a pre-approval letter. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And in this day and age, you know, with the market the way it is right now, that pre-approval sometimes or that letter from that lender, especially being local where people are familiar and they know them, um, the other agent, the listing agent is yeah, familiar with yes. them. Um, they want that comfort level. So if you're sitting there and you've got the sell, you're, you're a buyer, you want this house desperately, you love it, or you wouldn't have made an offer, and you're sitting there, uh, your offer is sitting there in front of the seller with four other offers, sometimes it comes down to who the lender yeah. is yeah. and what kind of pre-approval letter, what kind of financing you're doing. It's huge. Mm -hmm. So it is a very, very important detail. and. Um, the very first one that people really need to, to yeah, do. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, um, next thing probably going from financing. Once we know, you know what you can afford to buy, and again, that's crucial because we could get you set up and start sending you houses. You give us a price range, and you're all happy, and we go look, and you find this house that you love, and then you find out you cannot afford to buy that house. You have to buy a less of a house. That's a problem because now your expectation level has been set and you're going to be looking at something that's a lower price. That's why you should never start to look at homes without getting your pre-approval letter first. I get that a lot with people like so excited to buy. The market is so hot. They want to jump on something. They see something on Zillow. They want to go see it today and they haven't even started the process with the lender. I actually really, you that's the most important step. You have to have, before you even submit an offer, you have to have that pre-approval letter even with an offer. Otherwise mm -hmm. the listing agent isn't even going to look at that. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of times people don't understand that, that that is really, once they talk to us, we have to get them pre-approved and have that done. So that makes a big difference. 
That's another thing, too, is being able to get a hold of your lender, like, on a weekend. Yeah, absolutely. That was one of the that's, things my people told me. They're like, mm-hmm. we call him all the time, and he never, I can never get a hold of him. That's not good, because you may need to adjust that pre-approval letter or get, mm-hmm. have something revised on it, and you're sitting there in a timeline, in a, in a, in a crunch, we're going to present these offers to the seller, you know, on a Sunday night at 5 o'clock, and you can't get a hold of your lender, and you've got an outdated <laughs> pre-approval. You know, that's going to be a problem for you. So there's a lot of things. Um, Timing is a big thing, especially right now. Mm-hmm. It's being, pre- be, be prepared. You do um, have, to, you be have prepared. to be prepared. You will not have time to sit and think about it or get yeah. this approval or, you know, this mm-hmm. paperwork or everything. You have to kind of be ready to hit the, you know, hit, yeah. hit the ground running here. So. And that's why being with a realtor initially at first is, is, is the number one thing you need to do because Unfortunately, in this market, you do need to be prepared. You need to be prepared to go look at a house one time and write it, turn around and write an offer on it, which is unfortunate, I feel, for a buyer nowadays because it's nice to be able to go back and have a second look and digest everything, you know, and, and really go in and really look at the house for a second time. But unfortunately, in, in a market like we're in right now, um, that's, that's not an option. You know, so especially with first-time home buyers, a lot of them mm-hmm. tend to be younger, so mm-hmm. they want their parents to see it, exactly, or mm-hmm. other family members. So I always tell them, bring whoever you want to see this <laughs> house, bring them to the showing, right? And the again, time, yeah, yes. same thing. Being with an experienced realtor is important because what are you doing as a buyer? You're walking around, loving everything about it, the cosmetic stuff, the aesthetics. You're going to put this here. We could do this with, you know, with that. But you're not looking at the components. Mm -hmm. You're not looking at the bricks and mortar of the house. But your realtor is. Mm -hmm. I always joke around when I'm with a buyer. (laughs) (laughs) I always joke around when I'm with a buyer. They're looking all around, and I'm looking up. Mm -hmm. I walk through houses looking at ceilings. Um, It's just something. It's just a habit. It's something I do. So... Um, but yeah, very, very, very important that you're prepared, I feel. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just want to touch on one other thing with the lender that I feel is important, especially for a first time home buyer. A lender is going to tell you what you're qualified to purchase. That doesn't necessarily mean that's what you want to pay in a mortgage every month. So they're going to tell you what price house you can afford to buy. What you need to ask that lender is a follow-up question. Okay, if I buy this house at this price and my taxes are X number of dollars in my insurance, what is my monthly payment going to be? You need to ask that monthly payment question because that's what you are basing. That's what you're budgeting on every month. You may be renting, right. You may be renting. You've figured out your budget. You know what you can afford every month because... To be quite honest, lenders are looking at ratios and percentages of your debt and everything. So, you know, maybe you don't have any debt. Maybe you don't have a car payment right now. But, so they're going to take that into consideration and tell you, you can buy, you know, this house for this this price. But maybe you need to buy a car in the mm-hmm. next year. And you're going to have a car payment. So you need to not only ask what price can I afford to buy? What price home can I afford to buy? But what is my monthly payment going to be if I spend that much money? So that's I think that's crucial crucial when you're talking to that lender. But um, 
Anybody else have anything to add about that? I know we all. Um, I, I just, um, I think people should understand because buyers right away might, they don't want to be forthcoming because they're afraid they're going to be approved for too much money. Mm -hmm. So, um, piggybacking on what you were talking about, just because you're approved for that much does not mean you have to spend that much. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a price point that you can't go over. So if you're approved for 250 and you don't want to spend 250, you don't have to spend 250. Right. You know, I think people should know that. Don't don't be um, right away thinking, but I don't really want to spend that, so I don't want to tell you I can spend that. That's fine. You don't have mm -hmm. to spend it. It's your comfort level. And it's not a bad thing to get that letter for <clears throat> 250. Get that letter. Right. Because if you're in a bidding war and you're there with four or five other offers, and you're maybe maybe you're buying a two twenty five thousand dollar house, you know, um, that's just going to be a cushion to right. the seller that oh wow, actually I don't really need to worry about their financing. They're actually qualified to buy a lot more house, and they're not. So um, don't be afraid to have that price on that on that letter and to use it. Um, but again, ask that question about what's my payment going to be mm -hmm. always because. And then, then the next question after that is, well, if this is what I want my payment to be, how much house can I buy now? So you have all three segments of the financing covered, and you know exactly where your comfort level is, what you can do, what you can't do. And then the next step is gonna be the fun part. Let's go look <laughs> at houses. So Angie, who loves working with buyers, <laughs> talk about that. So after, you know, you get your pre-approval and figure out, you know, your budget, I always ask then kind of what are your wants, you know, your location, how many bedrooms, what style house, like the things that are important to you that you're looking for in a home. So once you kind of give me your little wish list, um, then yeah, we start, you know, checking the MLS every day i mean now i'm just like looking at new listings because there's no point in even going because <laughs> they're selling so fast but yeah then the fun part you know finding one that you like and um i think it's important i always tell my clients so i'll send you these listings like don't feel bad if you hate them tell me <laughs> like it's not gonna hurt my feelings i'm just going off of you know the criteria you send me and a lot of times too i think it takes um going out with them one time oh, for sure to Definitely. really like okay this is you know or maybe things that you said to me you thought were important then once you actually see the house you know that can change so definitely you know don't be discouraged if after you go out for your first look you know you don't find the one things can change and then i get to know you better your personality what you're looking for yeah it's very important that you talk to your realtor when you're out looking at houses mm -hmm. um, it's actually even nice to drive in the same car because mm -hmm. you know we have a lot of people like you follow each other but it's great to and I gotta keep my car to, clean yeah time. Angie you have to keep your car clean <laughs> um, I've got kids <laughs> but seriously it's you, you come out of that house and that's when you have your discussion which is another important thing in this day and age oh my gosh yes. um, are you going to say don't talk about it in the house everybody's wired up yes yes, yes. yes. everybody's and wired up wired and step up. far away from the house not yes. in front of the ring doorbell exactly. right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes 
So you have to be very, you can no longer be on a showing and discuss at home with your realtor in that house. There's good and bad. I don't care if you're saying something good, you don't want that seller to know that you're gonna just yeah. head over heels over that house. It's gonna hurt your negotiating. Uh, you also don't want to say bad things because what if, what if you are in a multiple <laughs> offer situation? Guess what? They're going to be like, that person? Right. No. no. <laughs> yeah. But we see you yeah. sellers with your baby monitors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I spy. I'm like, there's a baby monitor over there. They're watching uh-huh. us. <laughs> That's why it's a good idea to drive in the same vehicle sometimes. I know it's hard and sometimes you just can't. But you have to try to re- remind yourself and... I mean, even for me, it's hard for me to remember because you start, you're, you're in that house, you're yeah, getting excited, you know, you're, you're trying to point things out and you have to be so careful, but you know, you don't know if you're being watched, you don't know if you're being listened to, um, even those Amazon, yeah. the Alexas can record you. Mm-hmm. If it's like somebody told me that if it's like, I don't know, like spinning red or something, I can't remember what it was. So now like if I see an Alexa out, I'm like watching it like. Is it changing mm-hmm. color? Like, are they, li- you know, or yeah. it can record your conversation mm-hmm. and they can listen back to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Did you know that? No, I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. I just assume right now it's, don't even take the chance. No matter what you think, <laughs> just right. keep, yeah. talk about yeah. it outside. Or, and it is a hard thing to do. It really it is. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you want to, you know, it's nice to be able to discuss house. That's why I said it's, it's good to kind of jump in the car afterwards and then have your conversation while you're driving on to the next house so can I say something else that I don't think we've we've touched on yet um a lot of times it seems like with me I've worked with a lot of first-time home buyers um just to make them aware too is something I do when I show them or start showing them is um so they talk to their lender they you know learn about their closing cost and all of that but a lot of them don't realize earnest money too so it's like, okay, do you have these, this extra one, two, three, five thousand dollars that you're going to have to pony up in like two days after you get this contract signed? So a lot of them don't really know about that either. Mm-hmm. So I have to, you know, kind of make them aware. You like this house, we write a contract, you get your offer accepted, you're going to have to turn in what's called earnest money within you know 48 hours of your accepted contract just just so first-time home buyers and actually even a repeat buyer um it, it is nice to do a consultation with your realtor prior to even starting the process mm-hmm. you know to sit down mm-hmm. and like one-on-one with your realtor you know what are your questions what are your concerns what are you looking for um what's your time frame um all those types of things and then if you're not familiar, even if you're a repeat buyer, maybe you bought 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different ball game nowadays. Yeah. So that consultation with your realtor, really for, from a buying standpoint, should be no different than if you're listing your house and you sit down and have a consultation and a meeting with your agent to interview you know, for a listing. Um, there's a lot of content that needs to be discussed. Mm-hmm. So again, you're talking on the phone with that realtor, you met, you know, this realtor in your open house or you call one of us, you know, that would be something that you, you know, you should ask for. Mm-hmm. Can I have a consultation before you ever get started? Because mm-hmm. there's just a lot to this and it's really, you really need to know and understand the process because it's going to help you get a home quicker and get a home that you're really looking for a lot faster. And sometimes it takes a while, you know, you don't always find that 
dream home right away. Something if you're looking for acreage or you're looking for something that's unique or different. I mean, again, you know, I've, I've had so many people say, oh, well, I didn't want to bother you. No, bother me. <laughs> that's my job. You know, um, don't call that other agent. I'm your agent. Right. You know, um, and if it takes four years to find you the right house, that special house you're looking for, so be it. I mean, I have had clients for four years, you know, and we found that house finally. I think so. that's where setting, that's where we as realtors need to set, help you set realistic expectations, you know, really hone in what is important to you because, you know, HGTV makes everything look so glamorous. Yes. There is no perfect glamorous home. Easy. I say that all the time. Yeah. Like, it is not like HGTV. I wish. Yes. There's right. three houses, pick one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is not that way. And even new construction, it's not perfect. There's no. compromises to be made mm-hmm. to be affordable, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's what we do as realtors is kind of coach you through that. We start mm-hmm. learning what your tastes are. You have to really, you know, we might help you understand what is more important because you keep coming back to that yeah. that particular yeah, thing is perfect, you know, characteristic. Yeah. And that's where we kind of lead you that way. So, um, you know, again, even you seeing a few homes might be better because Everybody then you start really seeing what's out there. You realize we were on a roll. Yeah. yeah. We were <laughs> on a roll. I know. I know. We'll still be fine. Just, we'll have to just pause you somewhere. Yeah. Maybe we're just being started talking. What is this for? The video part? Just uh, clips. Like, oh. Yeah. It's yeah. extra content. I wouldn't know how we were being recorded. I, would be like, I know. I don't like my profile. <laughs> I'm like, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long are these supposed to be? However long. I think we need to to wrap them up. Yeah. No one's going to sit there and listen to us for two hours. There's like two long, no, I think two two parts. Yeah, two parts. So like each. Especially when you're on a roll. Yeah, Carol gets on rolls. Break people back. Yeah. So, okay. So we're talking about there's there's no perfect home. So again, now now we get into the next aspect of it, which is inspections, which mm-hmm. is the next big, mm-hmm. the part I hate, <laughs> and, and I'm pins and needles until we get the inspection report uh. back. But again, that's also what we need to educate people is there is no perfect home. There's always going to be something. Yes. There's always going to be these minor little repairs, mm-hmm. even in brand new construction that you're mm-hmm. going to come across. Yes. What we're looking for is something more serious, mm-hmm. you know, foundation issues. Um, mold serious mold issues um you know very structural things that lenders will flag and could prevent you from getting this house because it doesn't meet their criteria to get the loan so those are the things you know having um caulk missing caulk missing or yes a grout (laughs) a tile that needs to be grouted is not something that we really want to nitpick with the seller about you know we want to worry more about important serious health or safety issues mm-hmm. um, and so that's where the inspection process comes in mm-hmm. um, and where again as realtors we work with a lot of different inspection companies mm-hmm. um, we can make recommendations uh, sometimes we have bad you know circumstances happen and we and we judge all that you know who makes it right I mean nobody's perfect there's always something yeah, that you know, yeah. they're going to miss yeah. or um, that isn't going to come up. It's maybe something that is a hidden issue that won't come up until later. And so what we do is give you the best 
opportunity to select from a few good inspectors that we talk to other fellow realtors about that we've used you know have our own experience about and then that's or you can do your own research but you know that's another advantage of having the realtor of having this experience working with all these different types of vendors that can kind of steer you into the right direction to start doing your own research on one of the first things that my mom aka carol beale taught me (laughs) is the inspector um you know it's their job is on the line like if they don't find you know they spend two three hours there finding every little tiny thing wrong with the house they have to do that because you know their butts on the line and that's what i tell all my people you know you don't necessarily ask for the it's a 40 page report you get because they literally have to write down every tiny little thing they see that doesn't mean like christine said that you ask for all those things to be repaired it's just you know what they're finding so it ends up being a very you know educational piece a lot of those things that they're putting on that report you don't ask the seller to fix they're maintenance items basically yeah. mm-hmm. you know like christine said the caulk this that mm-hmm. um and one thing you never want to do is ask a seller to caulk so <laughs> or patch any hole oh, i've learned yes. that the hard way that's enough because you're doing it when you list right. <laughs> so that's not going to need to be done my mom yeah. taught me like the seller just wants to get out of there they're they're not right. going to take their mm-hmm. time and do this amazing Patching job them. fixing these maintenance issues they're going to throw some paint on over a hole and be like, okay, there, I fixed it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They don't care what it looks like they're leaving, Mm -hmm. you know? So if it's something, and I tell my people that all the time because that's what you taught me, like, do it yourself. You'll do it better. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't care how it looks they're leaving. Do it how you want it done after when it's actually yours and get it done right. Right. And I think from an inspection standpoint too, there's a lot of, I don't know what you want to call them, rumors or... Uh, what misconceptions. misconceptions about realtors and home inspectors you know that realtors don't want a home inspector deal killer that is not true <laughs> that is not true by any any shape or form we want that home inspector to find those issues yeah. mm-hmm. especially whether, the hidden issues yes right. whether yes. it's our buyer whether we're representing you or we're representing the seller we want those issues dealt with up front because if it's an issue it's gonna be an issue after closing Mm -hmm. and you never want to get in that type of a situation and again we told you we're here from the first phone call till after closing we're here forever Mm -hmm. so when you have a problem you're going to pick up the phone and you're going to call us and the issue is going to be dealt with then instead of when it should be dealt with with that home inspector. That's why it's important to get a good home inspector because yes, we do want them to find everything. It's just guiding you through that inspection as to what really is important and is something that you're just gonna have to take care of yourself. Cause we probably do a whole podcast on this. We can. Yeah, that. and we you know will. what? We, we probably we are, yeah. <laughs> we are gonna do. We are gonna do a podcast with a home inspector. We're gonna do a lot of podcasts for your, for your buyers and yeah, sellers. We're gonna do, with a home inspector and an appraiser. Um, we've had one with a lender already. We're gonna do a few more with a couple of different lenders. So we have all kinds of podcasts lined up to educate you because this is really the whole point of what, why we're doing this, is to educate our buyers and our sellers to, to make it a more comfortable experience for you. So. 
So I feel like we've gone through all this, find the dream home, and then it's it's hurry, hurry, find the dream home, and then it's hurry up and wait. <laughs> so the next part of it is now it goes, we put the deal in, we get it accepted, and now we wait. We wait. Mm-hmm. And we'll we wait for 45 days typically. <laughs> and so that's where, you know, this is where buyers also start getting nervous. I haven't heard anything. I haven't yeah. heard anything. Mm-hmm. Here's the behind the scenes process now yeah. so this lender that we yeah. we are so confident in is working on getting everything done for your mortgage so there's a lot of more paperwork that they're they're going to need from you uh, we have to go through this inspection so the quicker that we can wrap this up and agree and move on the fast you know the quicker we get to the end to the closing yeah. time so then then appraisal mm-hmm. comes into place mm-hmm. so do you ever hear the saying I always tell my clients that you basically have to sell your home or three times? You know, yes. the first part's the easiest, uh-huh. getting an accepted contract. Well, maybe not so much now, but you know, then it's inspection and you have to go through a whole nother round of negotiations. And then finally it's appraisal and you know, you have to get through that. And then after that, then <laughs> Right. Hopefully in the clear. Yes. <laughs> don't go open credit cards. Yeah, don't, don't, don't go buy furniture yet. <laughs> Not until we tell you. <laughs> if you ever want to play an April Fool's joke on your realtor, go to um, go to a car deals dealership and take a picture like next to a new car and be like, look what I just got and send it to your realtor. They'll <laughs> as if we don't have enough stress every day. Yeah, right. Don't do that. Don't do that. But it'd be funny for you, not for us. Yeah. So one thing, once that, once like Christine said, once you know you you have that waiting period, and it doesn't mean that you know we're not again we're not doing anything. We are. We are checking on your loan all the time. Mm-hmm. Where's it at? What's the status? You know, do we need to do anything else? And the other thing I want to tell you too is, don't get frustrated. Because that lender is going to be calling you up and pretty much asking you for everything but the kitchen sink. So we just refinanced. Uh-huh. And I was like, dang, is this what my people go through? Like, this is so annoying. <laughs> like, just like signing mm-hmm. and scanning and sending them all these documents. I'm yeah. like, now I know what you guys go yeah. through. And it doesn't make any difference what lender you're with. There's yeah. guidelines. There's Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac guidelines. They all have to follow the same guidelines. They all need the same documentation. So yes, they're going to call you and ask you for this and ask you for that. And the quicker you bring it in, the quicker you're going to close on your house. Yes. So uh, don't get frustrated with that part. It'll be over soon. And then once it's over, you're going to get that clear to close. And then it's going to be on the way to the closing table. So let's talk about clear close for a second because that we understand that, but mm-hmm. that's what buyers are not understanding okay. so this is the part where the mortgage is approved by the lender and so then we get the final numbers so we're going to know what your that cash to close so how much cash you're going to have to wire funds in for to the title company that's where all this is taking place mm-hmm. now once we receive that document and you sign off on this document we have to wait by law three days before we can actually close mm-hmm. so with Three working days. Three working days, three working business days. Mm -hmm. So this makes a difference, and this is why you know, we may, cl- we may just get a closing date the oh, day before. Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> yeah, because that's stressful. I know it's so stressful, and you want to line up your movers, and you want to get all that scheduled. You want to take your day off of work. 
honestly, we don't really know. We can't control it. We can't control when your closing date, you know, when we write the contract, that's the closing date. That's our projected closing date. We can't guarantee that date. We really don't know a lot of times until the week of when it's going to be. And we can't schedule it until we get that clear to close. And if the title company is booked that day and time mm-hmm. that you want, then we have to move it to, you Well, know. title companies won't even um, schedule you anymore. Yeah. Right. Until, 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 you, until, until you, you have that clear yeah. to close. The, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so clear to close means everything is done. Right. So they now you even schedule. Put you now schedule. you schedule. So that's mm-hmm. like yeah. the week of. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't get tied to that date that's on the contract. I know it's frustrating, you know. You, yeah. You I mean, if you leave enough work. time, most of the time, it, it, <laughs> you, it is a goal that is yeah. met yeah. most of the time. Yes. Yeah. But there are things that do happen, and you do need to be you know, aware of that, that it's not a set in stone. And yeah. you've got to be flexible, even though I know being flexible is kind of different, uh, difficult. You do have to be flexible. And something can, can happen at the 11th hour. Uh, because yes. what most people don't know is the day you are closing, that lender is calling your employer. Run, running a final um, running a final credit, credit report. report yes so be nice calling your boss. employer <laughs> don't <laughs> quit yeah. 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 yeah so what happens if they can't get a hold of the employer so I mean it, this is just stuff that happens does it happen all the time no but this is what people don't understand what goes on behind the scenes so it's very frustrating to a buyer or seller to cancel closing and have to reschedule it but Sometimes it does happen, and you just have to be flexible with the process. And it's through no, it's usually not anybody's fault. It's just requirements. And I think and if you know that ahead of time, you maybe will be a lot more calm when you have to reschedule your movers right. or mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. another day off of work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Again, that's why this podcast is so helpful. Exactly. <laughs> because we get you ready for the good and the bad and the ugly. <laughs> I think one thing we should talk about, uh, buyer agency. What is buyer agency? Ah. Oh, yeah, that's a term. We, we didn't talk about buyer mm. agency. Okay, buyer okay. agency means that your agent is representing and working for you, mm. the buyer. Keep in mind that um, the listing agent is looking out for the best interest of the seller. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get the highest and best price and conditions for the seller. You as the buyer's agent under buyer agency, mm-hmm. you are representing the buyer and your buyer's goals are your goals. So you're, we're gonna do all these things for the buyer um, plus because we're looking out for the best interest of that buyer, not the seller. So I think that's very, very important that buyers understand it's not just about, hey, I'm gonna call the listing agent. That listing agent Mm. has an obligation and fiduciary responsibility to that seller. Mm -hmm. When you choose an agent to work with you as a buyer agent, that agent's responsibility is to you to get the best price for you, the best terms, best condition. Um, it's very important, you know. Mm-hmm. Something as simple as 
okay, the agent takes you out, shows you a house, uh, there's multiple offer situation, your buyer agent is going to do a market analysis to make sure you're not overpaying for that house. That's huge now. Nowadays it's kind yes. of... Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, you have to write this offer 20000 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of things too, too, to to protect the buyer. So, one thing though, as far as realtors, whether you're on a listing agent or, or a buyer's agent, um, we do have a code of ethics. Mm -hmm. We do that we abide by, mm -hmm. and whether we're representing a seller or a buyer, we do have to be fair to everybody in the transaction. So, don't want to scare you on the <laughs> scary <laughs> off about anything, but. Uh, yeah, we do have to be fair to all parties involved, so. Yes, yes we do. But that was a very good point. So, you've got your representation, you found your realtor, you have representation, you've gone to a lender, found your house, did your home inspection, we're all ready to go and now we're closing. Oh, so, final walkthrough. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Final I heard a funny story from another realtor that it was her seller and the seller got really mad that the buyer wanted to do a final walkthrough like who even does that she's like uh literally everybody, everybody. <laughs> yeah. so i think you know even to explain to a seller the importance you know i don't know if you want to talk about it, like talking yeah about the, what a well final most sellers do get nervous for. about a final walkthrough because they're moving <laughs> <laughs> so you're going there the day before closing or right before closing mm -hmm. with the buyer to go look at the house just to make sure everything's okay you know, you're not looking for anything in particular. You just want to make sure that, you know, the last heavy rainstorm we had, that that finished basement isn't now a, a flood zone. <laughs> so um, that's primarily the purpose for the walkthrough. And to make sure that all the inspection repairs that were supposed to be done. Right, and check on your inspection re repairs, which, by the way, um, when you do do an inspection and you respond to the seller on an inspection response, you do have the right to have your inspector go back with you as well. So to reinspect those items, mm -hmm. um, to make sure that they're not only completed, but completed properly. Mm -hmm. And typically we're getting receipts and that's done by licensed professionals when we ask for those inspection repairs. Um, so, you know, prior to getting to the, to the closing table, you know, as your buyer's agent, we have paid receipts and we know who did the work and, um, and all of that. But sellers typically though, do get nervous about that final walkthrough because their house is literally stacks of boxes and um, you know probably not as perfectly clean as it was the day you went in because it's pretty hard to clean when you have all these boxes. When I sold my house before I was a realtor, I remember saying that to you mm -hmm. when we had our final walkthrough. Like, but my house is a mess. There's boxes everywhere. I mean, it is a serious thing. You, every seller, when you call them up and say, oh, they're going to come and do the final walkthrough. But it, what? <laughs> but as a buyer, I think it's important to, this is not the time to bring out new inspection items. Oh, you know right, what I mean? We've right, agreed to this right, already. Yes. So... These, are, these would become more of a maintenance issue, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And as a seller, remember, like part of our contracts are that you do have to remove all this debris. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everything needs to be out of the house yes. by the time that we close. I mean, even if you don't think they may want dining that room set, dining room because set, you because, don't want yes. it anymore. Oh, here's a gift from right? 1980. <laughs> yeah. Dining room set. No. Sorry, is that getting too personal? <laughs> but it's true, though. People think that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's a product. It's not... The, remove the emotional attachment to things and don't mm. assume anything just you know our contract says the house has to be clean and clear right and make sure that items that you negotiated are still in the house are still in the home those mm. are the things we'll be yes. looking at yeah. a yes. final walkthrough if you agreed yes. to have the tv left on the wall the tv needs to be there with oh, the mount the mount the mounts tv the mounts, mounts. The mounts. <laughs> yes. yeah. or you need to patch the hole <laughs> yes <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. And again, this is where your buyer agents can help you out with all of this. Mm-hmm. So, and now you're at the closing table and you're moving in and you're all happy and live in your house. And when you're ready to sell, you're going to remember the agent that helped you buy it because they're still there to help you sell it and buy another house. So, anybody else have anything to add? No. Nope. I think no. that was okay. good for today. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank, Thank you, everybody. You. All right. Thanks. It was fun. Bye. 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 Bye.